my wife and I, uh, we're just living a really good life. We're kind of living the American dream. We had a nice house, a couple of nice cars, and I had a really good job. Uh, I had good benefits, good pay, good retirement. My wife and I were part of a great local church. But then God brought to our awareness a situation that was happening in northern Uganda. And we were really wrecked by what we found out. And we realized we had to do something about it. We didn't know what that looked like. We didn't know where God was going to take it, but we just knew that we could not go on with life the way it was once we had this information. And you know, I'd be the happiest man on the planet if I was out of a job because there was no more war or violence. Uh, But unfortunately, I just don't think that's going to happen until Jesus comes back. And so until that time, we're gonna keep looking at how we can expand and how we can reach out Uh, to those vulnerable communities. And uh, it just feels like God wants more and more. Welcome to the Let's Go 360 podcast. I'm Larry Fraley, your host, and I'll be bringing you conversations with outstanding mission-minded leaders with the aim of helping you develop your own spiritual life by understanding what God is doing through our guests' lives as we learn about their ministries and what God has called them to do. Well, greetings, everyone. I'm Larry Fraley, your Let's Go 360 podcast host. First of all, thank you for supporting Let's Go 360 with your positive ratings, kind comments, and and referrals to your friends. Let's Go 360 is part of Christ Church of the Valley here in the greater Phoenix, Arizona area. Throughout the Valley, CCV has 15 campuses, where children may enjoy interactive activities that strengthen their faith, where students can learn how to be Christ-centered change agents. Regardless of where you're at in your own personal walk, adults young and old will discover a place in which they can grow and feel at home. Well, with us today is Carl Gady with Tutapona Ministries. Carl, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. You know, you've got an amazing story. When I met you first, just, I think it was last week, you shared with me an amazing journey that you've had. Can you, can you share with our listeners today a little bit about that journey? Sure. Yeah, my wife and I uh, were just living a really good life in Wisconsin. We were kind of living the American dream. We had a nice house, a couple of nice cars, and I had a really good job. As a psychotherapist, I was working in an outpatient mental health clinic run by the county, and uh, I had good benefits, good pay, good retirement, and it felt like life was really pretty good. My wife and I were part of a great local church, Um, but then God brought to our awareness a situation that was happening in northern Uganda, and we were really wrecked by what we found out. And we realized we had to do something about it. We didn't know what that looked like. We didn't know where God was going to take it, but we just knew that we could not go on with life the way it was once we had this information, once we learned what was going on in northern Uganda with this rebel group that's known as the LRA and the way they were really impacting the the communities in northern Uganda. Well, so how often do you visit Uganda today? So... This was back in 2005, 2006, and then we sold everything and moved to Uganda in 2008 with our two young daughters. And so we lived in Uganda for eight years, and we developed and established teams of local staff to carry on the work. 
And then in uh, 2016, we moved to Iraq to continue the work there in Iraq and build up teams there. And yeah, now we uh, have teams in Uganda and in Iraq and in Eastern Europe addressing the Ukraine response. And I try to get to each of those locations twice a year if I can to, to check in on the staff and see how the work is going. Well, let's talk about each of those regions. Uganda first. Now, what's the local language? So Uganda is a small country about the same size as the state of Wisconsin, and there's 50 different tribes in Uganda. So they speak a lot of different languages. But English is one of the official languages of the country because it was a former British colony. So we can get by with speaking English, and most people who are educated beyond about the second or third grade can speak English pretty well. And and about what's the population of Uganda? Oh, I think it's around uh, 35 million. And how many of those are refugees or asylum seekers? Uh, There's over 2 million refugees in Uganda from neighboring uh, countries. Now, I'm curious about the name. How did you come up with the name of Tutapona? Yeah, Tutapona is a Swahili word. It means we will be healed. Number one, we wanted to use a word in the Swahili language because even though a lot of people speak English, it's not seen as a as a unifying language. It's seen as an outside language. Swahili is spoken in a number of countries in the region, and it's seen as uh, a, a language from their area. So, and it means we will be healed. It's this idea that healing is a we. Healing takes community. It's not an individual pursuit. It's also the idea that I'm not the healer and you're the healee. But Christ is the healer, and when we come together and Christ is present in the midst of our interaction, that all who are present are healed. And then, of course, the idea of future tense. We will be healed. Today feels terrible. Today feels awful, but tomorrow will be better. Mm. Well, now I know two words in Swahili, akuna matata Mm -hmm. and tutapona, right? So, so. What's a typical day like? When you're there, your ministry's going, what's it like? So Tutapona exists exclusively to bring God's love and healing to the emotional effects of armed conflict. So we work with people who have experienced violence. We work with people who have experienced loss. Um, And typically that's either internally displaced people or refugees who've uh, who've been displaced because of armed conflict. So our programs are exclusively providing mental health and emotional support. So we do a lot of group-based activities. So we have a teams of facilitators who facilitate group again. Healing is a we. So by doing group uh, programs, we're able to bring people together. Oftentimes, people are restoring relationships that have been severed and community is being restored. Uh, so a lot of our activities are group-based. We also have individual clinical specialists who provide more of the individual therapy as needed. And all of our work is community-based. So we're not asking people to come to an office to us, but we're out there in the refugee camps, in the IDP camps, setting up uh, and and meeting with people where they're at. How many workers do you have in the field, Carl? So Tutapona has 50 staff uh, internationally. We have 40 in uh, Uganda and 10 in Iraq. And I'm assuming a lot of this help uh, is directly going to the children or just adults? We have both uh, programs. We have an adult program where we do our group program just for adults. 
But, you know, in the refugee context, adult is oftentimes about 15 years old or older. And then we have a children's program that really specializes in working with children between the ages of 8 to 12. Now, Uganda, as most of Africa, is more of a a fear-based culture, correct? A, a worldview that's somewhat fear-based. Yeah, I would think I would say that that's pretty accurate. You know, the spirituality in Africa or the Christianity specifically has been uh, described as a mile wide and an inch deep, and I think that that rings pretty true in Uganda. I think people have experienced some uh, some biblical knowledge, but it's often uh, misunderstood and it's often combined with other belief systems, and so. People will will try to grab onto some Christianity, but they don't really understand it in the context of um, Christianity, and they'll blend that with through the lens of their traditional beliefs. Oftentimes, I guess where I was going is so the the uh, does the culture of the people play a part in how you go about healing them and helping them to heal? Right, absolutely. All of our programs need to be contextualized for the context where it is. Um, in the Middle East, in Iraq, for example, it is much more of an honor-shame-based culture. And so there really is, uh, through that cultural lens, we need to adapt uh, the programs. Well, speaking of Iraq, uh, your work is also going on in Kurdistan. Tell us a little bit about that work. Yeah, in uh, 2015, we started here in the UN calling this the world's worst humanitarian crisis, uh, what was happening with ISIS in the region and that more people were displaced because of ISIS than there was during World War II. And so we really started praying about, um, and it felt like God was saying, look, if I gave you Tutapona to bring my love and healing to people impacted by armed conflict, it's not just Uganda that has conflict. It's not definitely not just Africa. So we started praying about it, and God opened the doors for us to go to Kurdistan, Iraq. And It's been an incredible experience, and I really believe that God opened the doors, specifically in Kurdistan, Iraq, because not only do we have the opportunity to work with Syrian refugees inside Iraq, but we have the opportunity to work with an ancient ethnic group of people known as the Yazidis that have been targeted by ISIS and have been closed off for thousands of years. And now, because of what they've experienced with ISIS, they're really looking for help. They're looking for help in dealing with the emotional effects of what specifically the women and girls have experienced through their captivity with ISIS, and they didn't know how to deal with it. So we have the opportunity to bring God's love and healing through counseling. So you've got two different regions of the world, two different countries, one being more of a a fear-based, like I mentioned, the other honor and shame, but you also have this unique experience to be able to minister to a Ugandan people, which for the most part are aware of Christ. I mean, Uganda is is not a uh, unreached people group. But yet, you're also in Iraq where you are dealing with unreached people groups. Tell us a little bit about what that is like in sharing Christ between those two different cultures. Yeah, it, it's really important to keep the context in mind of where we are operating for sure. And in Uganda, you're right, they do have some understanding of the gospel. They have some understanding of Jesus Christ. Um, But so in, in Uganda, it's important for us to try to help bring that knowledge 
to more of a uh, application in their life and really helping them to not necessarily see that knowledge through the lens of their Ugandan culture or through the lens of an American culture. But it's important for us to step in to their experiences and help them experience God's love for them through the midst of the that conflict and through the midst of their experiences of trauma. And then in Iraq, of course, uh, it is a completely different context. And while they don't consider themselves Christians or followers of Jesus Christ, they do really have a desire to um, to seek God and, and pursue God. And so our desire is to help them to see a loving uh, Father God who cares for them, and then through that, to be able to help them to see the love of the Father through Jesus Christ. Well, I know you're also uh, in an area of the world in Europe, uh, Ukraine, I believe. And our listeners is familiar with that because we've had a couple of podcasts with our mission partners who are operating in the field in Ukraine. And we know that a lot of Ukrainians have been forced for them from their homes. A lot of them are returning back. So tell us a little bit about the ministry in Ukraine. Yeah, in Ukraine, we have an opportunity to partner with churches and with pastors who are trying to care for people the best that they can, but they have no idea how to um, address the emotional impact of what they've gone through. And so we have an opportunity to train up and equip church leaders and volunteers within the church. And then we're starting to develop our own teams there so we can come alongside and support what the churches are already doing. I know there's um, a lot of stress, anxiety that's that's in our world today. Um with going through COVID, with the uncertainty of the world, have you seen a lot of mental health issues around the world or just in the areas that you're working in? Well, we focus exclusively on war-affected trauma, um, and that just seems to be growing all the time. There seems to be more and more wars popping up and violence uh, but absolutely, we see that difficulties that we experience in life. In fact, we don't even call it trauma in our programs. We talk about significantly stressful events or critical incidents because really all of us are impacted by these extremely difficult experiences that we face. So we have developed uh, programs that we hope will be beneficial even in a Western context. We have a, uh, a program that we that we adapted from our children's program that we're hoping will be used as a VBS program in churches or at camps or daycare centers. Um, so I, I think that there are a lot of incidents that happen even in a Western context, uh, bullying at school, parents' divorce, the death of a loved one that children or even adults experience, and it really has an impact on us. Carl, CCV is uh, very involved in sex trafficking, uh, trying to help those who have been victims of being trafficked. We have uh, one organization called Streetlight USA, which we're very involved with. They focus on uh, rescuing kids out uh, who are under 18 and getting them into a healing Christ-centered program. I'm sure that you've had to deal with this kind of issue perhaps in Uganda more than other places, but are a lot of the uh, help you give uh, focused on children who've been through some sort of sexual trauma, such as even being trafficked? 
Yes, absolutely. We've worked with a number of children that have been abducted from their homes and taken as child soldiers. We've had worked with a number of women and girls that have been abducted and trafficked as sex slaves. We've partnered with a number of organizations around the world that work specifically within that sector of trafficking. Um, but we do find that in the context of the wars that uh, take place in some of these other locations, it's not like a traditional war that we would think of. And that's one of the first things that struck me about this when I entered into this work is that wars that take place in places like Africa and the Middle East uh, don't operate according to traditional ways of thinking and that uh, children especially are really susceptible to some horrific conditions. And uh, trafficking, of course, is is a really big one. So you have Iraq, Ukraine, Uganda. What's next? Uh, that's a great question. This year, Tudor Opponent is celebrating our 15-year anniversary. I'm super excited about all that God has done over the 15 years. And we're t- we are taking an opportunity to sit together and look back on all that God has done and to pray, praise Him first and foremost for what's taken place and for allowing us to be part of what He's doing. And then we are also looking ahead. We're, we're taking some time to map out and plan, okay, what do we believe that God is calling us to in the next 15 years? And, you know, I'd be the happiest man on the planet if I was out of a job because there was no more war or violence. Uh, but unfortunately, I just don't think that's going to happen until Jesus comes back. And so until that time, we're going to keep looking at how we can expand and how we can reach out uh, to those vulnerable communities. And um, it just feels like God wants more and more. There's very few organizations that are doing what we're doing, um, especially from a Christ-centered perspective. And so uh, we're trying to make sure that we're doing this to the best of our ability, that we're doing this with excellence. And we're making sure that we're honoring him and all that we do. And as we've done that, he continues to grow us and stretch us and take us to new places. But I would like us to be uh, based in strategic locations around the world. For example, East Africa is a really strategic location as we're working with a number of conflicts in that region, Central and Eastern Africa. And then in the Middle East, of course, is extremely uh, strategic as new conflicts arise and uh, new challenges come up. And then being based in Europe, I think, will be very strategic as well because there's a number of refugees that are moving throughout Europe from all different conflicts. There's a lot of Afghanistan refugees, Syrian refugees, and then, of course, refugees from all over Africa. So it provides a great location for us to work within communities that have a large number of refugees. Well, I want to talk to you about an event that you have coming up. Can you share with us this unbelievable challenge that you're about to undertake. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this was kind of a crazy idea. I spent a lot of time praying about it. I believe that this is came from God. Um, we're doing a bicycle race. We're doing what's been billed as the world's toughest bicycle race, the race across America. We have an eight-person team, and we're going. We're planning to to ride our bicycles across the United States in under seven days. Um, and we'll be riding 24 hours a day, one of us at least on the road at all times, 24 hours a day. And we're doing all of this. It's it's a huge undertaking, much bigger than I ever imagined. Um, logistically, there's a lot of challenges, but we're doing all of this so that we can raise awareness 
and then raise finances for what God is doing overseas. And I'm really hoping that through this, more people will get involved and say, man, I really see God moving here through this ministry, and I want to be part of that. Well, it's hard for me to imagine that you're going to start this on the West Coast and end it on the East Coast, and you're cutting right through the United States, going through the Midwest and the Northeast and Southwest, so you're going to be facing some um, heat and probably cool weather and rain. I can't imagine what that's going to be like. I I went on a 26-mile bike ride one time, and I swear that's the last time I'm going to travel that far. To travel from the East Coast to the West or, uh, West Coast just boggles my mind. And, and how long again is this going to take? Uh, we're planning for it to take six and a half days. That's amazing. That should draw some attention. I hope so. And uh, so I, I hope you're going to be very successful at that. And, and I'm so encouraged to see someone like yourself, Carl, who is as committed as you are and as passionate as you are for this cause to actually take a challenge on like that. Well, I appreciate that. And yeah, I my message to to my staff around the world, my message to our donors is that I'll do anything it takes to raise awareness for what God is doing and bring more partners on board to join us. And really what we want through all of this is for God to be glorified. We want him to take all the credit. And I just want people to know this is not me doing the work. It's not even Tutapona doing the work. This is God doing the work. And he's invited us in to this with him. And what an honor, what a privilege to join with him in what he is doing. So what would you tell our listeners, Carl? Um, as you close today, what one thing would you want them to know? I would just want them to know that God is being glorified and people are experiencing his love and his healing. And I would love for you to join with us in doing that. Well, we are going to include your information in our show notes, your website, more information about this bike ride and uh, other helpful pieces of information that our listeners can can see and read about And we'll certainly be following you on this journey as you go, and we'll continue to pray for the success of your ministry. Thank you for joining us today, Carl. Thanks so much, Larry. Thanks for listening to the Let's Go 360 podcast, sponsored by Christ Church of the Valley. Check out CCV at ccv.church and our missions activity at ccv.church slash missions, where we are trying to fulfill the Great Commission, inspired by the Great Commandments.